I'm Johnny Judley, the therapist in my pocket. I'm a spiritual seeker on a journey and an adventure. And I'm also a psychotherapist here in the UK. So I talk about spiritual things from the perspective of an awakening woman who happens to have a psychotherapist in her pocket. And I talk and share with spiritual seekers all over the world. I was also recently invited to write a book for Welbeck entitled You Can Remember Who You Were Before Life Made You Forget. It's available worldwide on Amazon and in large bookstores all over the world. If you find you enjoy my work, why not check it out? For now, welcome. It's so lovely to have your company here. Let's walk along together for a little while and share some thoughts together on our journey home. So let's have a think, lovely one, about primitive guilt. Let's talk together about this thing that happens. When a child who is born free and joyous and squealing in delight and full of curiosity about the world into which they have just arrived, how is it that that child becomes serious, watchful, burdened, feels like they carry the weight of the world on their shoulders? Let's talk about primitive guilt. And let's start by thinking how a child makes sense of the things that go wrong in their lives, the things that happen to the adults around them, or the things that happen between the adults who are there in their lives, there to care for them. Rule number one, a child has got to keep those adults safe. And that doesn't just mean physically safe. It means safe in the child's psyche. It means that the child cannot afford to believe that those adults are fallible or weak or have made a mistake or don't know what they're doing. And that means that everything, therefore, that happens to those adults, the child decides must be their fault. This means that the child believes that the adult wouldn't have become depressed, wouldn't have become ill, that their parents wouldn't have separated and divorced, that their mother would not have become depressed and anxious, that their father would not have been so angry if they had been better if they had behaved better, if they had loved harder, if they had been better behaved, if they hadn't asked so much, if they hadn't have been so needy. And so the child learns to carry the burdens of everyone around them, as if these are the child's responsibility. And that means that the child 
tries ever harder to smooth things over, to do exactly what's required. The child learns to appease, to be extra good, to put their needs away. The child also learns to put their anger and their resentment away because the child has come to believe that they too would make things worse or would be damaging. They would make their parents ill or would make their parents stop loving them, would somehow break the fragile nature of what already is. Do you see the predicament? Do you see how primitive guilt arises and how it's then maintained? Because there is no help for the child. There is nowhere else to go. There is no one else. These people must be cared for, protected at all costs for the child's own well-being to be maintained. And so the child grows into an adult, taking those same beliefs, those same behaviours, those same ways of being, those same complex ways of managing feelings by turning them into something else, by repressing them and pushing them away, by trying harder and harder to be nice when they want to scream and shout and punish in order to keep the people in their lives that they feel are vital to them. The other thing that's vital to a child is to keep things simple, to stay peaceful inside, to put away the double bind or the dilemma. And so a child learns to do two other things as well. One is to split reality and to oversimplify it. So to create a reality in which there are goodies and baddies, there is fault and blame, and there is blamelessness. And to make it always their fault. And to keep the adult that they need in their life to look after them or to keep them safe, blameless. And so we all know, and indeed we may be one of those, we all know adults who, while they are functioning perfectly straightforwardly and normally in most areas of their life, appear in some other ways to be really naive. Adults that miss when someone is tricking them. Adults that can't see when they're being manipulated. Adults that always think it must be their fault. They must have done something wrong. That somehow they made the other person behave the way they did. And when we notice those things, we know that the child that was has grown into the adult that is, carrying all those same coping mechanisms into adulthood with them. And this, this mechanism is what we know as primitive guilt. 
We can see the signs very easily. We see the signs in people who oversimplify reality. We see the signs in people who are always apologizing, even when there's nothing to apologize for. We see the signs in people who are deeply troubled by something that's happening to someone else, as if it's happening to them, as if they need to make it better somehow. And we see the exhaustion and the weariness and the never-endingness of this impulse to constantly override what our inner voice is saying and to keep on trying to make better. And if this applies to us, then we know well the conflict and the discomfort that happens inside us when we feel that we might say something that's unkind about someone or that it's not nice to think certain things. And what we need to give ourselves permission to do is to discover that allowing ourselves to see the truth does not make us a bad person. And it doesn't mean that we're being unkind. All that it does mean that we're doing is allowing ourselves to stop trying to maintain the pretense that's placing us in the most terrible double bind. We have to allow ourselves to grow up. We have to allow ourselves to see with an adult's eyes. To do this, we have to break rule number three, which is stay naive and forget what you really know. Forget what you really know is the most damaging rule of all because it tricks us into believing that we we mustn't trust our senses. We mustn't trust what we see. We must constantly try to find arguments to rationalise why somebody might have done the thing that they did when another part of us knows that it was unkind, it was cruel, it was thoughtless, it was intentional even. One of the hardest things to try to keep not noticing of all is when we realise that someone loves us conditionally rather than unconditionally. We see all the signs, we see that it's all about them. We see that we exist in order to meet their needs or to achieve and make them proud. That their love is conditional upon whether they approve of what we do or what we say, even of who we are. And all the time, we tie ourselves in knots, trying to be what the other wants us to be, trying to say the right thing, trying to do the right thing, trying to mend everything, to smooth everything over, taking the troubles of the world on our shoulders, always being the fixer, always being the strong one, and always being the one who is not lovable enough 
who is not worthy enough, who isn't trying hard enough, who isn't giving sufficiently. Oh, lovely one, what a con. What an almighty con. It was never you, never. You have always been lovable. It is your absolute birthright, and you have always been worthy. No child is ever born unlovable. It's impossible. And no child is ever born to blame. That, too, is impossible. However, a child can be made to believe these things, especially when those who were entrusted with their care didn't understand what loving meant or didn't know that it wasn't supposed to be all about them or that loving a child is unconditional, not conditional upon that child meeting their needs or being there to make things better. And there are so many other ways that a child can be made to feel like they are in the wrong. Sometimes others set out deliberately to make a child a scapegoat or to put all of their disavowed bad bits into the child. Children can be bullied and abused, mocked and shamed, and they can have the stuffing knocked out of them. And sometimes, like we've said here, a child can simply be left bewildered and guilty, feeling they somehow made something happen, or were responsible for the unhappiness of those around them. Don't let that define you, brave soul. Don't let this be how the story ends. You are a child of the universe, born free and faultless and worthy, without blame and supremely, divinely lovable. Anything else is confusion and forgetting who you really are. Our stories set us in motion. They begin us build us, they grow us, but they never define us, and they are not supposed to be how it ends. Break free, precious one, enough now, let the old story go, see with new eyes, look through adults' eyes, look at the complexity of what happened, and all the different strands that were part of the truth. Begin your new story as you were always meant to do, with clarity and with love in your heart. This was always meant to be your time. And that time is now. Oh, and a quick word about love. Love wants the best for you and for you to be the best version of you that you can be. Love gives you freedom and encourages and nurtures. We have to learn to spot the difference between love and something else. Maybe we've never known until this moment quite what that something else was. But actually it's really simple, tender soul. If it doesn't feel good, it isn't love. Love feels good, feels freeing, feels empowering, is respectful and enabling, and lifts us up rather than putting us down. Now you know this. Now you've realized the truth. Now you can see more clearly. Why would you settle? 
for anything less. You can listen to all my spoken words on podcast and always carry me in your pocket. Stay safe, stay blessed and keep on always loving. You've been listening to Janny Judley, the therapist in my pocket. I'm a spiritual seeker on a journey and an adventure, and I'm also a psychotherapist here in the UK. So I talk about spiritual things from the perspective of an awakening woman who happens to have a psychotherapist in her pocket. And I talk and share with spiritual seekers all over the world. You can get to know me better on my Instagram page at Johnny Judley. You can also learn far more about me and connect with me directly on my website, thetherapistinmypocket.uk. You can get in touch directly on my Instagram page or via my website. And if you'd like to check out my book, you can remember who you were before life made you forget. You'll find it on Amazon and in all major bookstores worldwide. I'm told it's life-changing. For now, thank you for your company and for showing up. I look forward to talking with you soon. We're all in this together, just walking each other home. Big love.